Today's read will be from, will be a blog post from professor, author, writer, Nigerian-American Nedi Okorafor. She is so many things, but specifically I'm reading this because her books affect me, affect me at a core level as a black woman, an American-African woman. Her books affect me. There's a line from uh, Akata Warrior where it says, Let the reader beware that there is juju in this book and it's true. Her words, wow. I just got done reading Who Fears Death and I just be, I've just begun uh, The Book of Phoenix. So in between all of that, I said, let me get to know a little bit more about this particular author outside of just the fact that she's a Nigerian-American PhD professor. Uh, her books have won all kinds of awards, and I mistakenly considered her, as probably a lot of people do, as an Afrofuturist. Afro Afrofuturism is a term that was coined by a white male uh, scholar. His name escapes me right now. But in reading her blog post, I understand why it's important for us to define ourselves for ourselves. So, this is the title of her article, African Futurism Defined. She coined that term. So there's a difference that I learned recently and I'm sharing it with those who may not have known. Maybe everybody else already knew. I didn't know. And it helps me to enjoy the books even that much more and also understand why they are touching me so deeply. African Futurism Defined, written by Nnedi Okorafor. I started using the term African Futurism, a term I coined because I felt, one, the term Afrofuturism had several definitions and some of the most prominent ones did not describe what I was doing. Two, I was being called this word an Afrofuturist whether I agreed or not, no matter how much I publicly resisted it. And because most definitions were off, my work was therefore being read wrongly. Three, I needed to regain control of how I was being defined. For a while, I tried to embrace the term, which is why I used it in my TED Talk. But over a year ago, uh, just to note me, Blisby, this was written, this blog post was um, published October 19th, 2019. So, continuing... For a while, I tried to embrace the term, which is why I used it in my TED Talk. But over a year ago, I realized that was not working. So here goes. I am an African futurist and an African jujuist. African futurism is a subcategory of science fiction. African jujuism is a subcategory of fantasy that respectfully acknowledges the seamless blend of true existing African spiritualities and cosmologies with the imaginative. Reminder, Africa is not 
a country. It's a diverse continent. I'm also aware that it's a construct and an ethereal thing who travels across space and time. I'm just rolling with it. African futurism is similar to Afrofuturism in the way that blacks on the continent and in the black diaspora are all connected by blood, spirit, history, and future. The difference is that African futurism is specifically and more directly rooted in African culture, history, mythology, and point of view as it then branches into the black diaspora, and it does not privilege or center the West. African futurism is concerned with visions of the future, is interested in technology, leaves the earth, skews optimistic, is centered on and predominantly written by people of African descent, black people, and it is rooted first and foremost in Africa. It's less concerned with what could have been and more concerned with what is and what can, will be. It acknowledges, grapples with, and carries what has been. African futurism does not have to extend beyond the continent of Africa, though it often does. Its default is non-Western. Its default center is African. This is distinctly different from Afrofuturism. The word itself was coined by Mark Derry. That's his name. And his definition positioned African-American themes and concerns at the definition's center. Note that in this case, I am defining African-Americans as those who are direct descendants of the stolen and enslaved Africans of the transatlantic slave trade. An example. Afrofuturism. Wakanda builds its first outpost in Oakland, California, USA. African Futurism. Wakanda builds its first outpost in a neighboring African country. If you want further explanation, you won't get it from me. Of this, I am not a scholar. I am a writer a creative. This is as far as I will go on the subject. I hope what I have written here gives some clarity. The last thing I will say on this is that African futurism is rooted in Africa and then it branches out to embrace all blacks of the diaspora. This includes the Caribbean, South American, North American, Asia, Europe, Australia, wherever we are, it's global. African futurism is not a wall, it's a bridge. I revel on one of the branches, being Niger American, Nigerian American, a diasporan. One need only look at my work my road to writing science fiction, and my inspirations to understand why I felt the need to create this word and category. My middle name is Nkemdili, 
which means let mine be mine. This was inevitable. <laughs> Other non-central points. African futurism does not include fantasy unless that fantasy is set in the future or involves technology or space travel, etc., which would make such a narrative more science fiction than fantasy. There are gray areas, blends, and contradictions as there are with any definition. Some works are both African futurist and Afro-futurist, depending on how they are read. African futurism, being African-based, will tend to naturally have mystical elements drawn or grown from actual African cultural beliefs and worldviews, not something merely made up. Lastly, African futurism is spelled as one word, not two, no hyphen, and the F is not capitalized. It is one word so that the concepts of Africa and futurism cannot be separated or replaced with something else because they both blend to create something new, just like the word Niger American. As one word, it is one thing, and no one can change the subject without starting a different conversation. And there it is. Sincerely, Nedima Nkemdili Okorafor, a.k.a. Nedi, posted October 19th, 2019 by Nedi Okorafor, Ph.D., and again, this is from her blog. I am so happy internally. And that's where happiness comes from, right? But when I created Bringing Books to Life with Bliss D with a central focus on books for, by, and about African people from all over the globe, from birth, life, beyond birth, beyond life, I'm sorry, beyond physical life, let's be clear, I never imagined that there was actually a category, because I'm I'm not even a science fiction person, I just, I was more like the historical kind of, I'm American, I was born in America, an American African and our stories are always so grounded in the oppression, the racism, slavery, civil rights, uh, just all of that, right? But the concern for the future is what this category brings. And the fact that she didn't just sit with the definition that was given her, Afrofuturism, and it was applied, ironically, by a white male, I love the fact that she defined her writing for herself and for others who write like her. So as I go forward and I read books by other books by Nnedi Okorafor and books by writers like Tomi Adeyemi, Children of Blood and Bone, I have a whole different perspective. It's just so much more grounded. I just, I love it. I'm excited. Um, and as I change the direction of my podcast to more reviews of books. I'm not going to actually read whole books anymore, but I will be doing reviews. And um, 
I will definitely, definitely be reviewing quite a few African futuristic books, writings. I love the fact that we can always learn something new, that we can grow, evolve, and change, and we don't have to stay stuck into what we're used to. My whole life, I've loved the historical narratives, but they were so grounded in our oppression. And you can't... I couldn't be a different person doing the same thing, reading the same thing, eating the same thing, digesting the same thing, listening to the same things. So as we move forward, it's not just these books that she defined as African futurism, but there's there, there's art, there's music. I feel like, what's his artist's name? Um, Toby Inwigwe and his wife. Toby calls me fat. They are definitely African futurists. Uh, Beyonce's music, when she did Black as King, ah, that is African futurists, yes, yes. Um, movies, can I think of a movie that is African futurist? I can't right now, but I'm sure some of you can. It's, it's, it's a good day to be optimistic, and I'm just, can you tell I'm excited finding this blog post to read and share? not just read for myself, but to share with the audience and to enlighten people that um, the world is a big place and it can be inclusive. It doesn't have to stay (sighs) boxed off and (sighs) centered on Eurocentric ideals. And that's just boring now. And we're over it. I'm done before I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I could go on and on. But yes, the the podcast is moving in a different direction. You're going to get more of me, my personal thoughts, and hopefully some of y'all will roll with me. And if not, that's okay too. But this is more like I'm getting my voice out there, my perspective. I've been wearing a mask for a long time, fitting in for a long time, and it's time to be free. One.